Good morning. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachman Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Natural and Kosher Cheeses. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman, and I'm about all the food, all the time. I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat at restaurants, anything food-related. Food I'm a kosher personal chef, and any time you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call. Pesach is just around the corner. I'm just saying. Um, anytime you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call. I hope you'll tune in uh, every week to Table for Two and hear about my cooking adventures, kosher food traveling, and sharing of great food ideas and recipes. But I want to hear about your experiences too. So email me at naomi at com. You can join my fan page on Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest and my website, theaussiegourmet.com. So if you make something, share it with me. I'd love to share it with my audience as well. We have a very exciting show uh, this week uh, right here uh, in, in the studio. I have uh, with me, I have uh, Itty Zanzinger. She is the publisher. I love when young, young women, like-minded from women, have gone off and just become entrepreneurs. And, and it just it really speaks to me a lot. And, and um, Yiti met, I met Yiti when she asked me to write for her amazing magazine. I'm just going to hold, she bought three different editions. Up. I've I've had a lot of joy of kosher guests in over the years, but I said, you know what, we gotta we gotta have your tea in there. I think her magazine is absolutely fantastic. I'm a big magazine reader. I read most cookie magazines. I get them on points. Can you believe it? I get, you know I fly everywhere on points, but sometimes when you run out and there's not enough points, but you still got points left in the account, but you can't buy a ticket. You can actually buy magazines with it. Magsformiles.com. Shout out to them. So I get a lot of like food and wine and southern cooking and. And so I'm a big, so I always have a big pile. I go through every week of magazines, and of course, Mishpacha magazine and FYI magazine is right there on my list with Joy of Kosher as well. So um, I said I must have your tea in, and welcome so much to the Thank studio. Thank you so much for having me. Coming Thank in you. on a crazy day as always. So you know, busy mums and wives, and <laughs> yep, it's very busy. What gave you the inspiration to write? magazine because it's not it's not just cooking it's a lifestyle right is that what right. they call it yes it's a home and lifestyle magazine and i i read ami mishpacha like you said i read all of those magazines but i felt like there was something missing in the home and lifestyle department like real simple i um, love real simple yes. real love simple it. is one of my favorite magazines you're like the jewish real simple yes um so you know i felt it was different in the way that we provide information Information is knowledge. Knowledge is power. And there's no stories, nothing sad to bring you down. It's just a lot of information for your life, and it's helpful. And um, that's what gave me the inspiration. Uh, it's, it's unreal. So when, let's talk about your background. Do you have sure. a, a journalism background? Not at all. I grew up in Toronto, Hasidish. And okay, cool. um, I have no background in journalism, entrepreneurship, nothing. I just uh, decided to go for it. I saw a need for it and I w went for it. I love it. I love it. So from the start, and I, I always ask my guests this, from the first thought, oh my God, I'm going to start a magazine, till this was on the shelves in Gourmet Glad in Woodmere. How long was that? About six months. Okay. That's pretty good. Yes. So, you know, first it was only in the five towns, and then we expanded. It's in Brooklyn, Lakewood, Muncie. Now we have subscriptions across U.S. and Canada. So slowly it just <laughs> grew. But what's, what's your circulation? Do you know offhand? How, about 30,000? 30,000. 30, yes. 30,000 yes. readers. And next issues are one-year anniversary. So that's yes. amazing. Yes. 
I am so, I'm telling you, I am like so proud of you. Thank you. I'm like your mum right now. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It's really, it's amazing that you can just have a concept. Ladies, if you have an idea, whether it being in cooking or journalism or anything, go for it. You know, there's funding, there's support groups. Support groups like the JWE, the Jewish Women's Entrepreneur Group. There's just so much out there that we can share and help and support and get it off the ground. I know when I started the Aussie Gourmet 12 years ago or so, my personal chef business, I had no resources. I kind of just went for it and it kind of like, oh my God, it grew and it doesn't stop. Baruch Hashem. And it's all thanks to Hashem. Yes. Don't forget Hashem. Hashem in everything that we do. And you're only a success if he deems it so. But you put in your hishtadlut and, and you're off and running. And Absolutely. I cannot get over that. So how do you, how, tell us more about the details inside the magazine. What do we find each week? So we have a lot of organization pieces. I, I know love women love having an organized home. So we have organization, health, nutrition, fitness, parenting, fashion, makeup, which I love. Yeah, I love those columns, <laughs> um, uh, and uh, just a lot of those information. And it's fun. It's designed and laid out very nicely. It's very fresh. It's fun to look at. Yeah, it's fun I'm, to read. I'm just gonna open up. It's it's very glossy. Okay, I love that about this. I love glossy magazines. Being the expert magazine reader that I am, um, yeah. Shout out to me. Right? Yeah. Sound a bit much there, Naomi. Okay, um, and here I'm just opening up the table of contents. This was your December issue. Right. It has cute. It was, has a gift on it, and that kind of looks like a menorah. That is a menorah, and every page is just glossy and yeah. pretty. And we have DIY projects. Oh, that's and great. Yeah, really nice stuff for the home, home decor. I love that. It's got yeah. a little bit of everything. It really reminds me of... Real simple. And how do you find all these talented writers? So first I started, I reached out to a book publisher, and then they just kind of snowballed. Each one, you know, recommended another friend. I have writers that reach out to me, and uh, that's how we find the best writers. And yeah, the best recipe developers like you. <laughs> yeah, you've got a gluten-free issue coming up. So yes. I gave you a gluten-free recipe. And everyone at my party loved it. I said oh, it to my ahead. guests. They, It was gone. Okay, good. I'm I'm happy that that my recipe could be part of your beautiful yes, magazine, and you. I know that you have my adorable friend Shashi Turin from Cooking and yeah, Health. Oh, she's I, so sweet. She is <laughs> adorable. I love her. Big shout out to you. Uh, follow her on Instagram. Cooking. She also Hill. made a gluten free cookie recipe, which was out of this world. She was on this show, and she whenever she sees me, she brings me food. Isn't that so cute? I have to love foodies, seriously. Yeah, I know. You've got to get in with us. Look at what yeah. I've got in here with I've got Ari White next with Shlomo Blaschka, my guest, in, in a couple of moments. Um, and I hope you'll stick around because it's going to be one crazy For show. Sure. Look at the alcohol on the table and the meats, okay? I'm just If there's saying. alcohol, I'm here. Okay, oh, yeah. good. We'll make it a chaim. I really got into mixology. I think ladies like, a, we should do a mixology article. We totally should. Okay, we're going to talk yeah. about that with some of the <laughs> Zachlawi vodkas. There, there you go. <laughs> um, no, I think, I think that it's really nice and exciting that you're bringing something new. They always need something exciting to read and, and look out for. It is, for. and what really inspires me most is the yeah. feedback that I get. Yeah, what um, are people saying? That I'm really helping them. You know, it's one thing if I'm successful, I'm putting out a successful magazine, but when people say, you know, this article really helped me, and this article really helped me. It makes me feel like I'm helping people, and that's what I really want to do. You know, I'm giving people information, and they are loving it and learning from it. So, 
I think it's fantastic. And I yeah. know that you appreciate everything that you do for your writers. Yes. You know you yeah. know what I'm talking yeah. about. But, no, it's it's really, as one of the writers, I really, I, it's really, we all appreciate everything you do. And, and Thank you. It's and my honor to have you in it as well. Oh, thank you. <gasps> um, little love fest we have here. It's yeah. nice. You know, it's nice when everyone appreciates what we do. DK, appreciate what you do every Every week we get together and we schmooze. ZK is forced to listen to me. You guys can turn me off, but ZK cannot. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, Yitzi has a very nice offer for all of our listeners. Do you want to announce uh, the giveaway? We're going to do a giveaway? Sure. We spoke about that. Sure. So we're going to do a, a magazine. Yes, we're going to give away a subscription. To you want me to do it? Yeah, I'll take it up. So if you'd like to try a magazine, uh, email me at Naomi and com and we will try and um, you know put you in for a raffle, and we're going to do some sort Absolutely. of Absolutely. Uh, um, how how long was it for? <laughs> a year, one year a subscription. Year? Okay, because I think we touched on that when we first spoke a little while ago. So okay, yeah, we're yeah, going to bring absolutely. that. We're going to like bring that home. Okay, so yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. One year subscription. Email Naomi at. We'll do a raffle. Yeah. Are you on Instagram? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, make sure you also follow the Nachum Siegel Network on Instagram and Amy Nachman and FYI Magazine. Magazine. We're always tagging each other. It's a lot of fun. Yes. Um, okay, great. So I hope. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. But you must stick around because this is going to be one crazy I will. show. And to be part of this, she sees the booze over there. To be part of, you know, all of each other and and helping each other. And this is a great network networking opportunity to see these gentlemen in action. Will be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Okay, Thank guys. You. All right, we're going to do a little sweet seat switching right here on Table for Two. Um, this is going to be an insane show this Friday morning. Um, so just going to sit tight as the honourable chef owner of Gotcholent, uh, Wondering Wondering Q, formerly Hakadosh Barbecue. You're in trouble still, already. Still my favourite name. No, you, you don't have to put it on. Um, uh, it's usually because when I have phone calls coming in that I need to do it. Um, yeah, so uh, Ari White is in the house along with Shlomo Blashka of Royal Wine. Hey, hi everybody. And, and when I when I um I saw the two guys standing together at Kosher Fest and I said, okay, we gotta get it together. Okay, and make sure that they get into table for two. Ari and I have been friends for a couple of years, and we spent Pesach together at the Doral. Um, in Miami, and now we are in the studio on this. Yeah, you can move up one. Come right on up. Yitty, don't be so far away. You got it. We're going to be eating. We're going to be eating our way through the rest of the show. Um, today's actually a Wednesday, Tuesday. It's Tuesday, isn't it? Today we got together a little bit earlier in the week than what we usually do. Um, I'm actually going to see Fiddler on the Roof after this <laughs> with my daughter. Um, make sure you see it. I heard it's amazing. I'll let you know after I've seen it. Taco Tuesday. It is Taco Tuesday. Ari, I love it. And I, I, I write a lot of Taco Tuesday recipes, but with fish. But today, what are we talking about, Ari? What what have we got here? And Shlomo Blaschka um, from Royal Wine Hello. is going to introduce us to some very exciting... Um, spirits. We're going to do spirits instead spirits. of wine. Jay does wine. Shlomo does spirits. But I said... I think I the wine's are actually just for you. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I don't really drink it the spirits. So you're going to pour me why they drink the spirits, me and Yeti, and I don't know what ZK drinks. Nothing, because he's got drive home. We're going we're gonna to actually uh, find you some spirits that you're actually going to like. Really? Yes, yes, absolutely. I'm well, excited. We'll see. 
We'll that's, see. Okay. That, well, he's going to try to convert me. You know, I'm. I'm no, no. I'm. I, I, there's. I'm room, an open-minded eater and drinker. There's room for everybody. That's how I say. It. There's um, room for everybody in the bring house. Bring it. Bring it. Okay. So let me just talk to Ari for a minute, and then I'm going to talk to Shlomo, and then we're going to bring it all together. Okay. And Ari's just put food in his mouth, which is a very uh, typical thing that goes these on. Mics. At, yeah, they're good. That, oh, yeah, that crunch. crunch of the pickles. This pickles always, got a good crunch. We always, this always happens. Lower your side, represent. Um, um, yeah, of course. This <laughs> always happens on table for two. Someone's got food in their mouth. Okay. All right, Ari, welcome. In the studio. Live. Yay. I'm very excited. In person. He's here. Okay. Feels you? like a morning off. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm glad we could do that for you. First of all, Mazel Tov. You had another little baby boy. Yeah, fourth boy. Very nice. Got my future pit crew uh, on the way. Ah, fantastic. Our four daughters, so, you know. They'll, they'll, they'll go to work. My eight-year-old son can already fold napkins in, like, eight different ways. So Yeah, my, my kid's also very good in the kitchen. Put so them to work. Yeah, no, it's absolutely yeah, right. it's good for them to learn the parents' trade. Okay, so let's talk about you from the beginning. How did you get your start? Because you haven't really been on the show in person. We have a lot of new listeners. So if, you know, if you're not, haven't, if you've just joined Planet Earth, and, you know, because everybody knows you, but, you know, let's get a little bit about your background. Uh, sure. Um, I guess my uh, first bar mitzvah I ever catered was, or helped on, was uh, probably my older brother's. Cute. And, How uh, old were you? Uh, You're 11. I, w- I would have been uh, eight years old. <laughs> um, there's, there aren't kosher caterers in El Paso. Back then there actually was a butcher, but that was it. Okay. And my mom and a crew of her friends went into the very large uh, kitchen and, and cooked for like 250 people, so we were all put to work. Nice. Um, it took uh, uh, <laughs> year, years of YU and, and business and accounting uh, background and, and finance to realize that I wanted really just to be cooking. And uh, Did you go to chef school? Uh, I did not. I, uh, my wife and I, I gave our, uh, our wedding savings to a friend to open up a small uh, deli in Washington Heights about the size of a... Well, it was a, a lottery stand. It makes this room look huge. Wow, I was going to say, as big as our studio. It was 6 by 16 feet. We fed like 300 people a day. There was a slicer, a deep fryer, uh, and a fridge, and enough space for three guys to stand. Say no more. They, wow. we, were, we were set um, for um, all sorts of interesting reasons. Actually, uh, the guy had, um, he and his wife were expecting their first kid, bailed out. We ended up sort of with a small restaurant. And so I jumped out of the corporate world and behind the counter and, <laughs> and really never looked back. <laughs> Fantastic. So you're talking about going for your shooting for your dreams and your passion. Okay. And then how did this whole, it was, there was a bit of a controversy from Hakarash Bhatt. Oh, that's already. Wondering you, that's a, that's, a, that's so a good. But how did you get into this whole barbecuing in, in between, thing? Um, the, uh, my southwestern roots certainly always came out in, in the food that we offered. Um, and uh, going back four years, we had already the catering was already pretty established, and I had uh, friends and neighbors and, and just emails from random strangers. How do they get our food without having to crash a kiddush or wedding um, bar mitzvah <laughs> that we were catering? Love it. And so uh, pop-ups were just starting in like the Goyesha world at the time. Right. And it's basically an off-site catering gig. You just don't know how many people are, are showing up. It's like doing a, a Persian wedding. And uh, <laughs> and so funny. and so we set up for four days in Riverdale and ended up serving over seven thousand people, selling out three of what was supposed to be five days. Ended up only able to do four, uh, but at the end of it, I realized that there was a need, there was something, and um, bought a uh, a twenty foot barbecue rig, 
uh, from Maiden, Texas after that and have been going out almost every week since. It's about three years now? Uh, this will be the beginning of our fourth year. This will be our fourth season. Oh, my God. If you have not found Ari and his chain of barbecue, his, it's like literally a train. A, 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 right? It's a smoker yeah. train. And he schleps it with him all over the eastern seaboard. Yeah, you can. You should find him there. Join the Facebook page, and then you'll see where he is. And you're even doing them in the winter. Uh, we are. In fact, hey, we'll be in the Bronx. We'll be in Riverdale this Sunday. No, it's where in February? No, January. This upcoming Sunday, we will be at. <laughs> Two weeks ago, we would have had an amazing barbecue <laughs> yeah, already. We got in, together in the a little Bronx. bit earlier on than this show is going to record because. Um, Busted. Because of time constraints, sometimes we meet a little bit earlier. Uh, yeah, so right. I'm so uh, over yeah. over the next month, we'll be we'll be in Long Island. We'll be in uh, we'll be in Teaneck. We'll be we'll be in Fairlawn. We'll be uh, back and up in White Plains and in West Hempstead around the Five Towns. So okay, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a good season. I, I, I'm I'm very excited. Even though it's winter, it doesn't make a difference. You're still there. Oh yeah. It's so good. Barbecue is an all-season sort of uh, hard sport. Five years ago, I, I got, you know, Facebook sends you these memories. So apparently I'd taken a picture of myself barbecuing. Uh, it's not your kind of barbecuing. What do you call my kind of, with, on the web on the, with a gas griller? What do you call grilling. it? Grilling. That's grilling. Sure. You can't call it barbecuing because it's something else. No, listen, there's, uh, there's a whole world of barbecue. Right. So, there's okay, a whole but, world of barbecue. Right. So people, I know some people get offended when you say barbecue, when it's smoking or smoking for grilling or this... The top grill, the bottom grill, I don't know. Well, your neck of the woods has a whole barbecue tradition of its own that goes way back. Yes, Sh shrimp on the barbie, but, you know, being kosher, we can't really do that. But, yeah, bangers on the barbie, that's there sausages on the barbecue. Yeah, we can do When it. we pour beer over it. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, there's a lot going on. Amen. Um, Ari, what are you eating there? And I, I, I just want to say that Ari is the king of charcuterie also. We've given his barbecues a shout out. And he's also a caterer. So he can do your weddings, your bar mitzvahs. And ZK can do your wedding videos if you need ZK. He's definitely available for you. Uh, you can call him. Oh, what are you up to, Mr. Shlomo Blaska? Shlomo Blaska is from Royal Wines. And he's bought us some. Um, what is that? Why don't you tell so, us? Because I've no so clue. I'm, a, I'm, actually, uh, I'm actually pairing. I so. know you didn't. We're, we, there's two ways of, of thinking of how to pair food and wine or whiskey and wine or, or spirits and wine. One is to actually incorporate it into the dish and have a similar flavor. And the other with spirits is actually to make a contrast like a sweet and sour. Okay. So the, the, uh, the, the date, for example, is very sweet. Okay, so I'm going to hold had. up this date. Ari had me open up and take out some dates, the pits from the dates, and then we wrapped it in Ari. In. Uh, this is a <coughs> cured lamb bacon. Cured lamb bacon. Delicious. Say no more. ZK's going to cry. Okay, you've got one here too, mate. And then he took a blowtorch and then he cooked it. You're going to watch the video on my Facebook page of Ari doing this. Okay, go to Naomi Steen Nachman Facebook page. I'll try to put it on Ozzy Gourmet as well and that's all the Nachum Siegel stuff. There's a tiny drop of sriracha on top of that as well just to counter oh, the ooh, sweetness of the date. Okay. Just a heads up okay. on that. What bracha am I making on this? Haetz, right? Um, so... Is if, it the lamb? So is it the I, I, I was about to say, are you, are you into the date or the bacon? Uh, I, um, the bacon. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's also it's also been cooked with uh, by by fire. So uh, that, that was mine. Okay, but we'll do shahakol. Consult your local online. Okay, we have ribs up at fine scene right here in the neighborhood. <laughs> up, up to, we'll go up to MTJ. Amen. Okay. Awesome. Now, do you have one of these for her.
Um, I don't. How know about this? Smell. You can. You can just can nose this whiskey. I don't think Naomi's gonna to be into that, but it's not for uh, me. It's, so, it's, it's my eyes. The, it's really beautiful on on, on how uh, to, to actually have a sip of this. Uh, can I see what bottle it is? I'm drinking the Tomatol PD Tang. It's the Tomatol PD Tang um, as a as a smoky whiskey. Um, the smoke for the barbecue sort of taste doesn't come really from the date, but from this whiskey. And when you have both of them happening in the same sort of, I can get that from the smell and the taste of this. I don't need to drink that. Right. Oh yeah, it's. It smells strong enough. Oh, it's got yeah, a nose. Why don't you try that? It's got, it's got a delicious. Do you like, unless you like whiskey, oh, is that whiskey? Yes, it is. It so is do you want to, you can have, he will pour you a whiskey, ZK's, and I'm going to give you some lamb. Interestingly enough, we could uh, mimic that same sort of mouthfeel and flavor profile using completely different elements on the same table by getting the smoke from, say, this 18-hour smoked brisket instead of from the whiskey... And then the sweetness from, say, this gorgeous Traverse uh, Whiskey Traver- Company. This is uh, a Traverse City from Michigan. It's a really, really sweet sort of take on, uh, think of like your sweeter bourbons. Um, so you get the same sort of balance between the two. Um, you, can, you can do a nice thing. This is actually a Kedem finished. Oh, Kedem nice. Bar- Kedem Port Barrel. So it's actually got kosher certification. From the Chicago Rabbinic Council, and uh, because it's located right nearby. You guys have those barrels going out, giving a lot of love. Yeah, we're, we're, we we're doing six yeah. for our Thanksgiving turkeys. So. Yeah, we're gonna do some for Thanksgiving turkeys uh, at the Zichron Shloma event, uh, Zichron Shlomi event. It's uh, next in, in January fifth in Borough Park. We're gonna have a whole event with the. Uh, you had a whole had, event. Had had a whole uh, twenty barrel event program. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> You know, I it's the whiskey man. It's, it's the whiskey. whiskey. It, it's it's really like you know a few few weeks later that I'm waking up. I'll I'll tell you a, a great story. So I was I used to do with Ari White. We used to do at this wonderful show on the Upper East Side, Orchachaim. We did some nice uh, whiskey and and uh, food and wine pairings. And now I think we're going to be uh, giving away at the upcoming Kosher Food and Wine. Which is which is every twenty ninth. Twenty ninth. So it's gonna be six weeks from, from now and we're going to do a a uh, a, a really give a nice giveaway. We're gonna have a raffle at the VIP hour of we're gonna we're gonna give two seats to the next Orchachaim uh food and wine dinner that and you know, uh, sponsored by, by uh, the Wandering Q and and Royal Wine Corp and Naomi Nachman is going to be there and talking I am. about I am. The pairing and the food and, and the and, and the and the whiskeys and the wine and it's going to be a wonderful event and we're going to give that away to uh, to to somebody at Kosher Food and Wine um, that that Naomi Nachman is going to uh, to give away a raffle off okay. and I think it's going to be fantastic. I love that you brought up Orachaim. Naomi. I think actually this would be a, an amazing venue for you. Okay. Um, yeah. Please. What what this this shul is really really forward thinking for a place that that's going on like 200 years old on the Upper East Side. Uh, it's like 95th and Lexington. Um, they okay. they converted their kitchen, um, and uh, once every other month or so, they turn it into a basically a a restaurant, um, allowing chefs to come in like a pop up. Um, exactly a pop up. Uh, and generally, they've been five, seven, fifteen, even twenty um, course sort of plated plated meals. It's a it's a really great opportunity. Can you hook me up? Um, absolutely. Uh, We're gonna do I'll, it. Um, I'll totally make the connection.
but they they uh, they provide it as a service for their own you know members and then I allow. I want to do the cooking. I want to do the eating. Uh, <laughs> Well, if well, you if if there are two tickets going away, I'll uh, yeah. make sure you come in. Like You'll that. be there. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. But that's so nice. That's actually great to hear because for chefs like myself who want to explore and do something different with our crazy overhead, that's the way to do it. Right. Also, it, it frees up uh, a little bit of of uh, flexibility in that obviously everything that's happening there is under the very strict. Um, uh, observation uh, of the of the rav of the shul, um, but it's not like we go in with the star K as I would with normal catering jobs and you know blowtorch from top to bottom. Uh, so it's allowed us to play. You know there was a, a very small batch of of hindquarter beef that 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 we got in. What do you uh, mean by hindquarter beef? Well, That's you know, kosher. Um, what what does that mean? Very happy to plug a, a bunch of friends of mine out there like uh, Bisra Meats uh, here on the East Coast or Bakar on the West Coast. Uh, there are a couple um, really uh, trailblazing companies here in the in the States that following the traditions that we've had for thousands of years as is done currently across Eretz Israel and, and most of Edota Amizrach uh, they are shechting the animals, and as opposed to literally like throwing half of it away, the tray bring it. Uh, they're they're doing all of their work and the nikor and taking out the gida nashe, and and it takes really an expert hand. And um, I, I think I hope that there will be a lot more of this sort of available to the general market um, over over the coming year fantastic. and years. I love this. It's, this is uh, fantastic. You know, it's it's how it's done, and the fact of the matter is, I fully understand. You know, it's it's far more difficult. And 200 years ago. The Rabbanim here in America came together, and like there's so I'll be right here on the Lower East there, Side. So there's so much, you know. There's there's a margin of error that is enormous, and you know we happen to exist in, in a world where literally, you know, this could be done on FaceTime with Harav, you know, Orbach in, in Eretz Yisrael. If there's a question, you can literally see it. You know, you have you have surgeons, you know, doing surgery uh, uh, across the world using you know laser technology. There's there isn't really a reason that we should be able to to miss a thing these days. Where, where you take out, you know, talk specifically to some of my listeners don't know exactly. Sure. So go, go going back to uh, a to a, there's a biblical prohibition against eating uh, the sciatic nerve, um, known in Hebrew as the gida nashe, um, as well as the the tributaries. I hope that's the right medical world word for it. The tributaries of it, which stretch out into the the fat that surrounds it. That's why we don't eat the hind quarter. Right. Okay. We're um, just explaining, you know, we do, and, and we don't we don't eat it not because we can't eat it, but because in order to eat it, this sciatic nerve and all of that fat has to be removed, which is takes really an expert hand and is 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 incredibly expensive to do. So instead, here in America, they just sell. The hindquarter to the non-kosher market. non-kosher market. There you have it, everyone on Table for Two. You are having a butcher ring lesson and a halacha shia right here on Table for Two. By the way, it's also why our meat is so expensive. Yes, of course. I know. I know. Meat, meat is very, very expensive. It's even worse in Australia, and there are more sheep than people. But meat is very expensive. Chicken is very expensive in Australia. Lamb is also expensive. Yeah. Lamb is one of my favorites. Lo- love it's lamb. Love this lamb bacon. I was going to say, we've uh, got uh, it all, all we're gonna, over We're going to eat. Let me give a little promo. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Natural and Kosher. We are also heard on Arut Sheva English Radio. Okay, guys. So we are moving along with our show. I have UT Danziger from the amazing FYI magazine. Would you have a giveaway? 
Make sure you uh, put in for it, Naomi, at NachumSiegel.com and like her on Instagram, uh, FYR Magazine. And I have the amazing, super talented chef, Ari White and Shlomo Blaschka from Royal Wines. We are having a, I don't know, a food fest. This is a food and wine fest right here. Let's just call it that. What have I got here? Because I really want to eat this. So it's Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Um, this is the What's for Dinner segment on, sponsored by friends at Gourmet Glass. Right here. We made Taco Tuesday. Funny enough, so where I'm from on, on the border, uh, this would be more of a breakfast, uh, where they would call it, it would be like a bar- uh, in that neck of the woods, uh, literally barbacoa, and you would have your corn tortilla and, and usually a low and slow, you know, uh, cut of meat. Uh, if you're the first one, you know, in the house, it's actually the head, which is the, the prime choice, but, you know, out of a 1,600-pound uh, Angus beef, you have only two small cheeks, you know, and, and, and one tongue. Um, crazy enough, the eyes are actually the ojos are are the the most sought after. Um, but uh, with Wait, that, did Jews eat eyes, bullseyes? Um, so uh, if you've ever had a head cheese, um, it is it is all fair game. What do you mean head cheese? Uh, head cheese. Maybe head cheese is what I should bring along as one of my charcuterie to uh, uh, food well, and wine. Think about Expo. like you know at the fish on, you have you have the fish and you eat the whole fish on on Russian. So it's the same thing with um, cow. Kosher so, chef. So you would take that. You would take you would take a head. <laughs> I, I hope I hope you don't have to to uh, squirmish a, a a crowd at home right now. Okay. Uh, but uh, <laughs> in the same, think of like pcha. Right, okay, you carbs, were, foot jelly. Right, where, where, gala. where you, gala. you cook all the the gel in and out of of the oven and, and into you know so that's that and then it almost makes like a terrine. So a, a head cheese is the same thing, just using the. Can you m- spell it? Head cheese. Yeah, like H E A D. Like cheese and, and cheese. Yes, it's a, but it's not milchigs. It is not milchigs. It is not milchigs, but it would be made generally from um, the cheeks and tongue, um, and sometimes sweetbreads and here and there, um, actually eyeballs. Um, into into a terrine. Uh, it's cooked down in the same way that a pcha is. You know, really, it has to take. It takes a very long, long time. time. Um, sure, it's it's an old, it's a phenomenally old European delicacy. Uh, I, I Shabbos like treat. I'm sure if you walk into Pomegranate in Brooklyn, I'm going to give uh, all my I, friends plugs I, here today. Bernstein. You know Love the, you. the 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 Heliga like chef uh, Bernstein. I'm sure probably has this. You know, with truffles in it. Of course uh, he does. But uh, sure, no, it's um. So this is so okay. So this is my. Uh, this is a is my brisket. An, it's a, it's a eighteen I'm, hour smoked brisket. I'm gonna eat it while you some, talk. Some pickled onions, a little bit of cilantro, and uh, um, breakfast of champions. Naomi, so also for breakfast, you should try that Heaven's nougat liqueur. It's from Israel. A delicious, I delicious love that liqueur. Yeah, I and and if you have it with the taco. It's really like a mole. It's exactly, it's a chocolate mole. Now, Ari. Oh my God! I'm converting you to spirits. Now, but back this I like. This yeah, is really good for mixed drinks. It, it is a spirit. Wow. Great for mixed drinks. Ah, I've it's, used this all the time in my chocolate martinis. I put it in yeah. my chocolate cake. I would. I would. Put I just it, exactly. have it in my coffee mug. <laughs> I, I put it with straight the, up for breakfast. <gasps> you know, one of the one of the things that that Ari doesn't tell you is I that mean, he's actually uh, related to uh, wine royalty. From uh, Israel and uh, Mexico itself, across wow. the border, his, his cousin is uh, Meyer Schomer, the owner of Shiloh Winery. Oh, um, what, what's his name? You just said it. Meyer, Meyer Schomer, the owner, and his winemaker, Amichai. Amichai, His Luria. winemaker, yes. He's been on the show. We He's did a whole hour together so, a couple so, months back. So the owner is a uh, first cousin? Uh, so the, uh, the, the, the family came across. There were a bunch of brothers. 
Um, uh, mine went up north and into the States. Uh, El Paso del Norte is the pass of the north. We literally, like, I guess, snuck across the border, 1912, 1913. Um, the family name was Wechter. Uh, okay, which being, hence why. Okay. Right? Well, no, no, she actually married into the whites. This was my, my mother's maiden name. Oh, okay, cool. But the other family that, that stayed, either that went to the time Palestine or to Mexico City, stayed and Shomer, right, is the same thing. It's a, you know, a guardsman. Wechter, it was just the Hebrew version. It was uh, the brothers. So we still have a lot of family there. And yeah, they're doing amazing things with the Shiloh Winery. Oh, Shiloh Winery. It was and, award-winning and wines. Yes, amazing. and they, they actually last year at the Kosher Food and Wine, there was a, uh, there was a, uh, a, a cousin's uh, make on the, uh, the Shiloh Barbera with the... Uh, that, the, was a, the that, that was a great pairing. Sure. The, we used the Shiloh to make a, a quince and red onion Shiloh confit. Which was served over. Mm. I'm gonna freak out. You're, you're nah, really gonna get out. I don't know if I can handle it. It was uh, over the <laughs> <laughs> the veal Rocky Mountain oysters. Yeah, good. Right. Yeah, let's call. Right. Let's call it that. We don't need to go. Yeah, that that was great. Okay, that was the talk of the night. It was awesome. Literally. It was and, and it's we'll great talk because you later what happened. It was <laughs> it, so it was just funny because it was it was a it was a whole family a, f- a family of food and wine. Which is something that's really, really fantastic to get into. Um, so, so the uh, the heavens chuckle core from Israel is so sweet and and so rich, and actually stands up very well to the to the to that taco okay. with that. With oh that, my god! I'm just gonna have the brisket. Um, no, this is a uh, yeah. Talk bur- about the brisket. This is, is a what? second cut brisket. Second cut brisket. Can we put can, a piece can, on the plate so I can hold it up to the camera? Sure. I'm like eating away over here. Have you oh. eaten? It's yes, they did. Delicious. I actually would never think to pair. Has she got a mic? Can we hear her? There's a mic. I actually yeah. okay. would have never thought to pair a sweet liqueur with with meat. I think of this as like breakfast dairy. Right. So it's breakfast. it's really a I very like big this woman thing. As as as, uh, as Ari White will tell you, he said as soon as he saw this was that there's a very interesting uh, Mexican chocolate sauce called the mole. Which is actually with uh, with uh, chipotle, if I'm not mistaken. Sure, I mean there's usually uh, six or seven chilies in there. Uh, there's a whole bunch of chilies, so it's a little bit spicy, and you it's it's with a, a chocolate sauce, a hot chocolate sauce, and you douse it over brisket. Chocolate I, is also very often in in barbecue rubs, yeah, in barbecue. chilies. Chili, chili, right? Sure. Short, short people love using it with um, short ribs. They they do chocolate. All one of the my time. favorite recipes that we share with uh, Joy Kosher this year uh, was a uh, a a chocolate and espresso rub. Yeah. On, uh, on on a hanger steak, which that is was a, amazing, a lot of fun. It was on the front cover. Uh, yeah, we got the cover on that. See, one. Um, I'm try it. It's fun. Yeah, it's fabulous. Okay, now let's talk about the charcuterie because oh. I never heard of the word charcuterie till I met you, and I know it's been out there. It's the process of drying out and aging the meat, preserving meats. Charcuterie preserving meats. theoretically could be a very uh, you know widely cast net that would even include things like hot dogs and bologna. But with that, <laughs> it makes you it, cringe, it, right? Listen, it, in, in any any sort of preserved meat um, falls under that category. So there are tons of different ways to preserve, whether that's to age or smoke or pickle or confit or pate. Um, so so Jews have been doing this for a very long time. Um, you know, back in the day, it wasn't just because it tastes amazing or is going to go remarkably with this Herzog. Camouflage. Uh, camouflage. Camouflage is is what we call the uh, the chillants of wines. It's a field blend, so it's got twelve different grapes 
that were grown in the same field. Oh, cool. They put it all together. This is an, a, a is 30th anniversary for the Herzog family making wines. This is in their own vineyard, the Prince Vineyard. Is that it, the official marketing, the Cholent of Wines? No, but I... I, I <laughs> think, sounds like clock. Well, so you, can, you can borrow my shirt. We I can, call uh, it... I know. I, I, I use the plug here. I would call it the kitchen sink of wines. Oh, kitchen sink. Oh, we, that's Doug. I know. Doug Sokolov, shout out to you and the amazing food that you can get from but kitchen this, sink. But this is the uh, the, the chillant of, of wines. But a royal blend. A but, royal blend. Let's make it sound a little. I like I like Ari, so I'm just trying Chris to plug. plug yeah, we're trying to plug Gotchallant. Gotchallant.com. What's your actual website? Gotchallant.com uh, is one of them. Okay. Sure. Uh, okay, so this is red. All oh, my God. This smells amazing. And I don't love, everyone knows, I don't love red wines, so I find them a bit dry. So what am I going to expect from this, Shlomo? So this one is a is a blend of 12 grapes. BK. We got a, I can't. No, no, he's got to drive home. I cannot pretend to say that I know all of the grapes by, by, by name, but it's literally a, whole, a full house blend that I think has a little bit of wild and rangy fruits. I saw some of them are, are, are Tempranillo, and then we have uh, Primitivo. Tinta Barocca, we have Sangiovese, Primitivo, we have whole, all these... Where are they growing in California? In the Prince Vineyard, which is the Herzog's own vineyard that they own, where they make the award-winning Chenin Blanc, mm. our famous Chenin yes. Blanc is from there. Chicago, I mean, California, right? California, in, in Prince Vineyard, California. And it, we also make an amazing uh, Petite Syrah from there. You want to hold but the bottle this, up to the camera? But this this is the Herzog's anniversary blend. This Love is it. This is just a... A one start on, uh, you know, it's it's to to say this is 30 years plus many more to come, uh, and we are we are at the wheel by uh, Joe Herleman. I love Joe. Is, is, I love is, Joe. Uh, He's been a guest on table for two. Joe Ari- is, is is amazing, and our. Okay, should I should I have Ari just handed me a piece of what? Oh, I was going to give you the lamb chetta, which has been aged for about 18 months. Um, but it's a bit fatty and needs needs to go something a bit more crisp. If you had a white wine here, we'll hold this one off. Uh, that, however, is a very bold, um, maybe four-month-aged rolled lamb. Rolled lamb. It's like, a, lamb. like, like an Asian lamb, lamb chetta. So I'm going to have this with the wine that Shama just poured. Sure. Yes. So this, okay. this being a fun charcuterie, I don't know. Where's the camera at? Is that it? Uh-huh. So, oh, my God. Are we going to um, eat this? Did uh, we that, eat this yet? That's, that's what, what you just put in your mouth. This um, is insane. Sweet, full flavor. A little bit of pepper in there with that with the Szechuan in there. I love the little bit of fat in there. Yeah, listen, you know. Fat is flavor. Fat Come is on, my Pete. friend. Yeah, a little bit, my friend. Okay, this is amazing. So we smoke maybe thirty or 40, 40 of these at a time. They take about three weeks to prep out, and then after they're smoked, they hang and age for for anywhere from months to years. You know, each one depending on its size. Months you know, really to years. Do you get that? That's amazing. Okay. Yeah, so la- can we try that one? It's oh. a labor of love. Yes. So this, this is great. So this was my attempt at um, uh, pancetta is a very common ingredient what in the pancetta? Italian kitchen. Can you um, explain Generally, that? pan the stands for the pork. So We don't eat pork. Um, which is why we use lamb for this. That's the uh, term lamb chetta. I wish I could say I was smart enough to have made that up, but it mm-hmm. existed before me. Um, and uh, it is cured. Uh, this one is smoked slightly just uh, to enhance it as a preservative. And you're already white and because, you everything. Because yeah. then it was hung and aged for a year and a half. Now, so this must be like... The fat will literally, um, if you just took a piece of just the white off and put the fat, it would 
it would just liquefy on contact with your mouth. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Whereas the meat um, will eat like a very thinly cut jerky. You know, as of today, I don't have a cholesterol issue. Issue. Um, in about three weeks, I'm going say, to my doctor. Say, today being three weeks from now is sure. two different things. Um, with that said, this is, uh, this is something I would generally not even use like this, but actually uh, in, in tandem. Uh, it melts in your mouth. With, uh, you could take this and wrap it around like a cantaloupe or, you know, some sort of like very fresh fruit. Again, as, as somebody with the, the prosciutto and like really like counter it. Uh, you could take it and just dice it up and use this in... I'm having um, it with this. Though. Yay. Um, in pastas, um, over salads. Uh, again, uh, the, the, sh the world of sharks... Would you crisp it up? Would you um, crisp it up in a frying pan? You could. The thing is that... Because I love crispy it, it, lamb it, it, took, it took me about a year to get that fat to do what it just did. <laughs> um, I'd say if that's the way you want to go, the, the lamb bacon is totally the way to go. Um, and there are a lot of lamb bacons that are out there on the market right now. I know you can order from my friends over at uh, um, Grow and Behold. Oh, or, big shout or out. Or Cold Food. Uh, if you look up on Facebook, uh, there's Chaim Silverberg over I'm, at Lamb Bacon. I'm, I'm dying to have him on the show. Uh, officially, my Lamb Bacon uh, Rebbe. He came years ago our place in Crown Heights. Uh, we did a pop-up there, and, and his brother, like, muled him over a slab, and he called me and told me everything I was doing wrong with it. <laughs> and, and really, like, huge shout-out. Uh, even now, uh, you've got you've got guys like uh, Bedford and Izzy's, and uh, you know Izzy's there's fabulous Bedford, uh, fabulous. Sure, you know there's uh, there's a lot of this coming to market. Um, I'm excited. This will be one of our our hopefully big things by Pesach, that uh, under a brand called a uh, Red Heifer, uh, we'll be bringing oh very cute uh, uh, lamb bacon, some of the southern charcuterie, as well as some sausages to uh, to the to the to the market at large. So, you know it's a uh, it's it's time it's uh it's time for this sort of thing to be available to to the wider public. Right. Yeah. We cannot buy this at our supermarkets yet. No. Um. With that said, like even though I don't really foresee any of these things being on Amazon Prime just yet. Um, like, like um like a Auschnitz meats you can buy. Are them. they on Amazon? <laughs> I love those guys even more now. Uh, I love them too. They uh, are on Amazon. I was in Phoenix on a road trip. My listeners heard me say this before. And I was in a non-kosher supermarket chain, and I, in the kosher section was their meat. Yeah, it's amazing. On the dry goods. They're great. Um, I mean, I that's... Some more of that. that yes. That, that, they come from a long line of, of charcuterie specialists, though. Yes, and, uh, of course. Their parents have been doing this. You know, they're, they're on the show two weeks ago. They're, uh, they're Gedolim, yeah, Gedolim. sure. Um, thrilled. They're actually one of the few Star-K-approved uh, sources for us to be able to use on a catering level. I know oh, that, no, that was a lot of what we had over at uh, Trump Durrell. Okay. Um, together last Pesach. Oh, yep. Good for them. Um, anything that I wasn't smoking was coming from them. Oh, good for, so. good for them. That because ram is very high quality food, and if and you're very high quality food. So if you two are coming together and bringing uh, their food in, when these overnight packages all arrived, it was it was it was an exciting day in that kitchen. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Okay, what have we got next, Mr. Shlomo Blashka? Okay. What are so we up to now? So we as we eat on our way through the show this we are eating this our way Tuesday, so the last and final wine. Oh. Is my favorite, one of my favorite desserts. It's from Yossi Zakon. Oh, he's so nice. He I is met such him. a sweetie. I met him at the, Jay introduced me to him at the Kosher Food and Wine Show a couple yep. of years back. I did a little interview with him. He's so sweet. And this is his red muscatini. You had us a muscatini. We like that's a, like a ladies' wine, it's right? A, it, it's, a, it? it's a rose. <laughs> it's a rose dessert wine, and it is absolutely delicious. I'm going to open this one up. I am super.
super duper excited as Ari carves up some more dry aged. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> little sips, little sips have not given you enough to to thank God Baruch Hashem uh, get you inebriated. If you are feeling inebriated, please take an Uber because that is not good to drink and drive. It's a very big no no. No way. It's a big no no. Very big no no. I don't recommend it. I'm just going to pass it to you, ZK, with my hands. And I make you a taco? Sure. All right, now we're done. He's very happy. We have to feed the man lunch. Never touched by human hands, by the way. This is fantastic. Oh, I am not driving. I took the train in. Well, I'm, I'm handing the bottle over <laughs> first, and I will be happy okay. to send it over to you. This is an insane show right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Everyone should be jealous right now because we're having... So much fun! I'm and, gonna hold this, and this will fabulous actually go bottle. Well with the lamb because the lamb, is, the, the 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 aged we lamb is actually CK? very sweet. Yeah. And I think that dessert wine will go very well with it as as well. Or the taco, as uh, it, these are all delicious. Uh, it's feeling the house. Oh, this is insane! No, no, no! no it's for you. Oh, Ari always has me covered. I have to tell you that that uh, size portions. Over I, there. I will I will throw oh. a, a a plug to Ari that if you buy stuff online from him, you actually have a delivery option. What does that mean? Uh, you can actually have him uh, deliver it to you, or if uh, he likes you, he will actually let you come to his to his secret lair, unnamed location. I'm not going to give it up yet. Pickups are real easy. Yeah, shipping. We did our first um, Hanukkah shipping run. Across the country. That's my phone going on the other side. Sorry about oh, that. That's no worries. Well, and, I don't even hear it. And this life of a caterer. Um, and utilizing some overnight services, uh, sent out uh, maybe 300 packages to like 27 different states for Hanukkah. Um, I'm so proud of it, you. That's I, fabulous. Don't be too proud. It was a first time affair, and I have all the more respect and awe for guys like uh, Doug. Um, as like from kitchen sink. From kitchen sink. Can you imagine what goes on in his in his place on Mondays uh, or really Sundays? Ev- every day of the week, uh, we were getting. Ma- I mean, I would say hundreds of phone calls from all over, and you know, I still have a catering company and all these. It was and a family and, and a and, little and, baby. And it was and it was Hanukkah, so it was offsite parties every day. So um, it was definitely there were tons of growing pains, but it is exciting to know that this is something that we're able to do. And you're offering elk. What's up with that? Uh, yes. <laughs> so uh, over the, the, the coming year, we will continue to, uh, to bring in sort of uh, in very small batch, like the 10 elk that we did, um, a ton of uh, rare and sort of exotic, hard-to-get animals, um, stuff, that, you know, even like, like geese, which are, you know, not even so crazy, right. but unfortunately not really readily available. Yeah, One it's of my like favorites. 130 bucks a goose um, also. But uh, on the on the lineup, uh, we'll be uh, we're bringing in uh, uh, Kobe beef. Um, actually, what like, is Kobe beef exactly? So this is actual meat from Japan. Uh, Kobe uh, is a uh, a very particular breed that can only be grown. Think of like Champagne or you know bourbon. Like it's one region uh, in Japan. Okay, Kobe. Um, and, uh, and even within that, there's so much regulations, literally from their diet to the fact that they are massaged quite literally in baths of beer. Yes. They have, they have indoor heated staying. It's, there's a reason that this meat is, you know, 70 to, you know, $200 a pound. Um, if you think that this marbling is, (laughs) if you think that this marbling is crazy, you know, if anybody out there can like Google what a Kobe beef looks like. 
Um, with that said, there is an American fake version of it, that uh, a word that is sort of bastardized and used out there, uh, known as Wagyu. I was going to ask you if it's Wagyu. They say it's, uh, that's American Kobe, but um, it's like saying that I have uh, a Florida, uh, Florida orange juice imported from Turkey. Like, it just can't, it, it might be orange juice, but uh, to be Wagyu, it just has to be a Japanese breed that can be crossbred. So any level of Japanese breed in America makes it Wagyu, as opposed to no matter how it's brought up, no matter what the marbling is, it's, so it's, you, got, you have to be careful. Again, going back to, to pomegranate, I know that they got some certified, you know, A-stamped, uh, um, uh, no, Wagyu. Wagyu. Um, before the holidays, that went sort of viral. Uh, if you saw, as, as there were there were pictures being posted of people with literally, you know, twelve hundred, seventeen hundred dollar rib roasts at a hundred dollars a pound. Um, at pomegranate. At pomegranate. The picture that went viral was like the price of the Wagyu. It's a thousand dollars. Oh, that that gigantic piece. Yeah. Right. Oh, that was Wagyu beef. Okay. That guy was okay. asking, "What do I do with this?" And everybody basically. Four hundred and seventy-two dollars. It was no, like. No, it was it was it was like nine. It was a thousand no. bucks. A thousand bucks. Okay. Which everybody basically replied, "If you don't know what to do with a thousand dollars steak, don't buy it." Don't buy it. Right. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I saw that everywhere on all those Facebook groups. Yeah. But listen, good for them. It's nice that these things are becoming available. And um, no matter where, you know, I grew up in a small town without, you know, a kosher butcher, you know, it's amazing that people can literally go online and, and, and find order. this stuff and order. I, mean, I love that. I can buy your stuff now online. My family used to take turns with a lot of the other families in El Paso doing mule runs in suburbans to Tucson, Arizona or Houston, you know, to bring in meat for literally for 30 families, for 50 families, like, right. you know, like those days are done. Right. God bless UPS. Oh, thank God, right? Or Amazon. I was in Alaska speaking about tiny communities with very limited stuff. Everything's shipped in from California, Seattle. Right. Everything but the salmon. That's right, because you go down to the lake and you just pick one out of the stream. Well, salmon jerky goes a long so way. So cool. I, was gonna, I, was gonna, I had some salmon jerky and I meant to buy some on my way back and I just ran out of time. Um, but, yeah, so they even had to bring in a kosher caterer from New York from, that's from Australia. So, yeah, I went to cater there. The Hanukkah Chagiga. That sounds like a fun gig. It was a fun gig. It was a really fun gig. We had a great it time. It was really fun. It was fun. It was cold, especially, you know, I came back to New York and it was like 60 degrees. So I realized how cold re I really was in when I was in 10 degrees. Um, but it was a fabulous community. I love, you know, I grew up in Sydney, Australia. We have, we had the, at the time two kosher butchers growing up. Now it's one. So you can also buy meat now at the, at the uh, local supermarkets. They have nice. It. Right. Yeah, so it's definitely, the whole kosher world is just exploding we had Susie Fishbein on two weeks ago, and I told her it's her fault because, you know, she introduced all the women to cooking and, and how you can make fabulous food but not too complicated, and, and, and she started everyone cooking and then the whole restaurant explosion and the products and ingredients, and look at Kosher Fest today and Kosher Food and Wine Show Upcoming just a couple of weeks away. It's, it's about unbelievable. Six, about six weeks on February 29th. Right. On February 29th, <laughs> about, about six weeks away, the uh, from, oh, from and we from buy our tickets on. Uh, it's it's uh, it, the the website is uh, is a little bit slow right now, but it's it's coming up shortly. Don't you get two tickets for free on the lottery we're doing on the No, no, that's two. Show? That's two tickets for free with the uh, with the Orachaim. Uh, unfortunately, so I'm, yeah, I'm giving two tickets. No, no, we are giving. I think um, I'm should step up to the plate. I mean, you know, this yeah. beautiful bottle of Traverse that, that's coming home from my Kiddush Club. Yeah, uh, certainly a good step in the right direction. Yes, it was. Uh, you know, Shlomo, I've been meaning to ask you for ages, Shlomo. Yes. When we 
you once came onto my show when we did an AHC appliances, yes. and you poured some whiskey into my hands, and you made me rub it together. Yes, the old bootleggers it. trick. Can you, can you explain that to me again? Because I really, yes. okay. I tried to give it over, and I need another Hazara on that. Okay, so, so the issue was that in the 1920s into the 1930s during Prohibition, a lot of people would, would uh, mask the smell of their illicit whiskey. With uh, with a little uh, fake whiskey, with like they would actually use like turpentine or some really unhealthy alcohols to drink, and they would mask it with a little flavor of the whiskey. Now, what would happen is that the alcohol there would be a lot would, of alcohol, fake alcohol with a drop of real, of, alcohol. of real alcohol, and you couldn't really smell it so well. So what you do is by rubbing your hands really quickly, you're actually burning the alcohol or helping the alcohol evaporate. Yeah. And then all you get is a smell, so then you were able to smell the turpentine. Also, another trick that they would do, okay. they would light light the alcohol and to see if it would turn blue or yellow. Oh, we could do that. Because no, Ari no, no I'm, not doing that. I'm not doing that. Ari bought uh, torches and paper and plates. Yeah, not a good idea. Not a good idea. We don't have the, you need a metal spoon and a glove to do it because it's going to get really hot. Oh, there you metal go. conducts. Because we make crepe Suzette, you know, we, you know been a long time that's a very but, uh, 60s and 70s design. yes you could you could do that in theory but i i think it's today's day and age thank god uh the united states government in the in the united kingdom and scotland's governments are are uh, very uh, rigorous in their uh in their their regulation and and and, and observation of regulation and inspections to make sure that we're getting the real the real mccoy Right. As I used to call it for for the Captain McCoy who used to. It is Tequila Tuesday, know, but it's uh, it's why they had the worm in the in the bottle of tequila or mezcal. It's okay. a mezcal because there is no tequila. Correct. With, yes. Correct. Okay. Uh, what you, I call you, come here. So okay, the, go explain. So the um the worm was uh was uh, a two part um verifier. On the one hand, it wasn't actually a worm, but a larva from a particular bug that that only enlarges itself in the agave plant itself so that it would be... Agave is what agave is made from. Correct, just like a large cacti. Um, so that's one proof that, you know, you have somewhat, you know, you know some, somewhat authenticity. Right. The other is a, a pure alcohol will be a preservative, so it'll keep the, the larva, the worm, whole. Whereas if they try and cut it down um, with any of these other sort of whatever it is, um, it, the worm itself would actually sort of disintegrate in the bottle, and it wouldn't work. So, um, but there, there are no tequila. But technically, the, just to, just not to scare people, there are no tequilas that are made out of blue agave that have any larvae, scorpion. No, technically, it's it's, it's a mezcal. It's it, a mezcal. If it has right. that in there, it is a mezcal and not a tequila. Also, cause it's um, because it's ain't Well, <laughs> whereas uh, whereas well, tequila is in itself a mezcal, but it's it's why well, we won't split. These boys are talking here. terms that we've never heard of, especially ladies. We, you know, let me know if you've ever it, heard. It of reminds it. me kind of of the story of of Miguel at Esther when uh, when the fly would flew into the cup, and the Jewish person would just take the fly and throw it out. But uh, as opposed to why I don't know. Just drinking story. it. Well, the whole the whole point of ha- of Haman when he was trying to. Uh, to enrage Achashverosh, the Medrash says that he, uh, he told Achashverosh, why is it that the Jews, if a fly would fly into their cup, they would just take the cup and take the fly and throw it away and drink the wine. But when you, the king, would hand it over, they would actually not drink the wine. Oh, back to the non-mavushals. And, and, and uh. the whole... whole but anyway, back to the story. That's, everyone has to ask their own rabbi about that one. I don't know ask, that story. Ask, that's, that's one of the big medrashes, how, how Ahasuerus got very enraged and was very amenable to taking the bribe from, from, uh, 
from Haman. Star K policy, we don't have non-bushel wines, so there you go. Which is fine. We, we don't it, we, have we non- have its We have its source. Wait, you have non only We do not. We do not serve non The only Mavusha wines only at the Mavusha Circuit. Wines. Oh, really? Right. Okay, that's very interesting. Um, what temperature does Mavusha wine have to hit? Oof. And well, I get asked that a lot. I'm going to stay out of that question because that really is depending right. on your local reliable rabbi. Because you bring... Moshe Feinstein has, has uh, one right shita. Here on right here in the Lower East Side has one shita. And then there, the Tzalem has another shita, which is a little bit uh, higher in alcohol by volume. So roughly, we... roughly, I would say it's about 83 Celsius to 92 Celsius. And when does it rough. get cooked? Before in the bottle? I've always wanted so, to know this. Before so it gets in the bottle or in the vat? It, it depends on if it's a white wine or a red wine. White wines are typically mavushal after they crush it, as soon as they crush. And uh, the red wine is usually in the tank as it's f- fermented. Um, they'll mavushala before they put it into the barrel. Um, but there is a process now that they do is actually technically cooking the berries, uh, which uh, these are all, again, these are things you really should ask your local right. local uh, reliable out of time, certification. It's, that, it's actually uh, questions I've always wanted to ask yeah. and you've never gotten to, but like, who was right. the first company that came up with, because up to a certain point, all wines were non-mavushala. Uh, then it became the 20th century right. or 19th um, well, century. Who was the first company? We've got well, three think, minutes left. That, well, well Mavushal was not... was. I mean, there was one shita that actually said that if you added so much sugar to the wine... It's not really wine. It's not wine anymore. So that's... I, 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 I don't remember the rough... It's grape juice it. Mavushal? Uh, it, it has to be. Some of them are. From from Ketem, we do Mavushal, some of the, 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 the products. Time we do non We do... We do... In our Marlboro, New York, upstate New York, we do non-Mavushal runs. But oh, everything cool. that's made out of, that's uh, bottled out of Bayonne, New Jersey, is all Mavushal. Everything is is Mavushal. And, so that's and what Bayonne. comes to most of our markets. Oh, it depends on the market where where you where you are, where your store requests, and and they they can do to either or. So, so certain certain stores. Who was the first stores, company that made non-Mavushal wine? Do you know? Good the first, question. The first the first company. I'll tell you the first company. His name was Noah. <laughs> non mavushal wine, and he made non mavushal. He made non mavushal wine. He so who did? I meant en- I meant mavushal wine. Who made the first mavushal wine for the uh, the industrial Te- revolution? Well, technically, uh, isn't the isn't a Bordeaux? Doesn't it go through a similar uh, process? It's as not. It's not a high enough temperature program. They do flash pasteurization, but at a, at it's like one sixty five Fahrenheit, which technically it needs to be a little bit higher because ethyl alcohol burns at one seventy three is the bare minimum if you're going to do anything. Talking but realistically, tech. they do, they do it a little bit higher. Uh, I think we do uh, the lowest Mavushal process. I think according to Rav Moshe is one eighty six maybe. Because Herzog's been making wine for seven yes, generations. Yes, but, but, they must have all been Mavushal until what but, X year? But they, right? they, then they, they have started do, with the non Mavushal with the. Well, they, they were they were actually probably. doing they were actually doing I I think uh, non mavushal and mavushal really came into play once you you had to deal with the outside markets when you're in the Lower East Side and not the Lower East Side of today but of the yesteryear where there was probably a half a million Jews in in the Lower East Side packed in in tenement houses and anything co-op and and and, and well it was before the co-op yeah, season. yeah i know i know and, and there i mean it was safe to say that they would probably do a lot of non-mavushal i mean mavushal was only something they would really do when they were going commercial okay uh, much much like how israeli wineries become kosher once they become yeah. commercial right we want right when did it who like i was saying, who was the first one that really thought you know well let's take this to the general market 
That's know. a really good question. If somebody knows the answer, Naomi at NachamSiegel.com, let me know. We're going to ask maybe Jay knows. Maybe, maybe someone, Jay knows. Maybe, maybe I'll, ask, I'll ask Rob, Rob Feisch Herzog. Rob Feisch usually knows a lot I'd, of the I'd halacha. Love, I'd love to be able to share that with our listeners who who made the first Mavusha wines that became part of the... You and, know, and part of the... Well, they, they talk about it in the Gemara itself to, to actually to cook Mavusha also. Uh, commercial, I'm not sure, but they have been talking about it for a few thousand years. We're going to be talking about that and continue the conversation on okay. our next Table for Two edition uh, on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Natural and Kosher. I would like to thank all my amazing guests today. Uh, Ari Shlomo Yitzi, we had an incredible show. Thank you, ZK, coming in on a Tuesday for Taco Tuesday. How appropriate. Um, wishing everybody Shabbat Shalom. We have music sponsored by our friends at... Kerem, right up until the benching. Shabbat shalom, happy cooking. Chavez. Chavez.